Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into the Tiger Woods Podcast, episode 35, right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Cam Rogers coming at you alongside Bridget Whalen. Rate, review the show, DM us on social media, let us know what you think about the program. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Rogers99 and on the gram at Mr. Rogers 98, Bridget on Twitter and Instagram at Bridget K. Whalen. Big show on tap here, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to go through all of the big time scheduling changes on the PGA Tour and what these changes mean, of course, for our guy, Eldrick Tiger Woods. So a revamped PGA Tour schedule only three major championships on the docket this year. What could it mean for Tiger? We'll talk about that. Also, Bridget has some thoughts about Justin Thomas' season as the schedule, or at least the heat of it, gets going in August. So we'll talk about what Justin Thomas can do in the late summer months because that's usually when he's very, very good. So I welcome on my fantastic golf analyst, Bridget. How are you, Bridget, in quarantine? Hi, I'm good. I just have to say at the beginning when you said rate and review, I thought you said great review. And I was like, oh, yeah. Great reviews. Here it comes. Oh, wait, no, just, you know, the old stuff. It's fine. I'm just, I'm like reaching for that olive branch of positivity in these times. Literally, though, like if you guys rate us and review us, we will rate and review you. Just let us know how, you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. We're here to spread the positivity. All right, Bridget, let's get into it because the big news of the week, we have a new PGA Tour schedule set. Now, I want to preface this discussion, folks, with the fact that things can 100% change. And this news, when I saw it, tells me that, okay, the PGA Tour wants to put something out there that's substantive and allows us something to go off of. But as we all know, the COVID-19 pandemic is a very fluid situation, and obviously things can be amended as we go. Now, the PGA Tour has gone farther than the likes of the NHL, NBA, MLB, NFL, in that we have something to go off of. But again, it's just a pin in all of this. It could absolutely change. Bridget, when you saw this schedule overall, First of all, what were your thoughts about the future of golf? Because you thought maybe we won't see golf at all. And also, what do you think about just some of the granular stuff that you saw? Yeah, I still think it's just a placeholder. Um, I still am pretty emphatic that golf might not come back this year. Um, I think that they had to put something out there. And I think all the governing bodies doing it sort of like in alignment with each other was um was cool and it was nice to sort of have something to look forward to not only for us but players also um express that now they see like you know the light at the end of the tunnel proverbially um i just don't 
I just don't know. Like, I'm going to hearken back to Mark Cuban and that really just stuck with me how sports honestly are going to be the last thing to come back just because think about all the people it takes to set up a tournament, right? So like the proximity of people in just setting things up and like coming together to coming together to make sure everything is in accordance for a tournament. Now, I do not think fans will come back in 2020. I think mm-hmm. 2021 is when fandom will return. I I just don't think that there would be an opportunity where like that would be physically viable, you know? So, I don't see like the construction of you know, you, you won't need like things for fans. So yeah, like that's an element taken out of the mix, but I just think there's a lot that has to go on, um, for things to come back, not just in golf, you know, anything. And I also think players are going to be a little wary, right. About like getting back into it, because what does that mean? Like how I know that when you're on the golf course, you're not that close to players, but it's like caddies have families, players have families, people are going to the grocery stores, people are going here, people are going there. Like, it's just so easy to pick up this virus Mm -hmm. until there's like a vaccine out there or until there's some sort of measure that can be taken to assure that, you know, we're all safe. I think it's a, it's a very weird situation. So I wasn't really surprised that we're um, getting some major news. I wish that there was more tour news because I feel right now the the players who are struggling are the guys who play the run of the mill tour tournaments. So like this is the PGA tour. I want to talk about like the PGA players. I sort of don't care about the majors right now. Like I've sort of done a little bit of a flip, like on my perspective Um, And I know that we're so like heavily focused on the majors and like, typically I would be too, like, I'm not someone to say like, you know, the players is the first big event. Like, no, the masters is the first big event. Even Rory McIlroy, who's like very pro tour said on the today show that he works towards April. So I'm not like saying that it's just, Right now, I think talking about the majors and seeing people get like excited for a, a fall masters is it's just a little weird. That's sort of my take. And we could be wasting our energy and excitement, honestly, if we are in these dire situations in August, in September, and the list goes on. And you bring up a great point. I didn't even think about this, even though we should think about this. How do the players feel? about this schedule and coming back say in late may with the charles schwab challenge which by the way is not going to happen but it's still on the website blah 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 by the way i'm going to go tournament by tournament here guys to update you on what is canceled what is postponed and what is moved but back to the players i would be really interested to see bridget an anonymous survey of a majority of the pga tour golfers and how they feel about coming back to golf when they want to come back to golf what has to happen does there have to be a vaccine which could take years you know does it have to be just players only does it have to be very limited media personnel i don't know but i would be really intrigued to know how the players feel about this bridget and maybe you have some insight on that in terms of what their feelings are about returning back to the game because i'm sure they do they're chomping at the bit but they also don't want to be in bed with a fever three days later 
Sure. And I think they fall in line like really well to recognize that they're professional athletes and that they're not on the front lines and that they're not that important. No offense to all you players out there. In the grand scheme, of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yes, uh, the, the pastime of sports is, you know, one of the most I don't know. It's everyone loves a good sporting event. Don't get me wrong. I feel like I came out really jaded right then. <laughs> Bring in the heat. <laughs> all of you players, nobody cares. No. Um, so I think that they're all very intelligent and they have good PR uh, campaigns and, and they understand that this isn't about them right now. So I honestly haven't really spoken to a lot of players personally about their feelings on all of this. I think that they're all definitely as stir crazy as the rest of us and probably more so because their lives are so active. Um, but I do think that they in every sense of the manner want to wait and want to do this right. And, and are all very cautious and all understand the enormity and precautions. I really do think as a whole that, that they don't mind this being put off. Um, and yes, like we both agree, golf isn't probably going to come back until, I don't know, midsummer. Uh, hopefully if it does, like right. I, I still hold that standpoint that I, I really, I don't know. I think, in the past two weeks, I really had a, a different viewpoint of this all. But I do think that they're all being very, very patient. And I don't see anyone in a hurried manner at all. And and as they shouldn't be, right? You know, like this is such a weird, unprecedented, like hard to gauge um, situation. And I think that everyone's going to do the best that they can. The last thing we want is to rush back and then we get a second wave of this because sure. that is entirely possible with the fact that we don't have a vaccine. And sobering words from Mr. Dr. Fauci, who talked about, yeah, we may never get back to quote unquote normal pre-COVID-19 until we get that vaccine. Right. So, you know, it's something to bear in mind and none of us want to hear that in terms of the future of sports, but it's just the reality of the situation. So, okay. To recap here, folks, here has been the cancellations. The players, the Valspar, the Dell match play, the Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship, which was originally postponed. Now it got canceled. Valero Texas Open, RBC Heritage, the Zurich Wells Fargo Championship, which, by the way, would have been a potential Tiger tournament. AT&T Byron Nelson, here's the big one. The Open Championship has been canceled. We'll get to that in a matter of moments. The following events have been postponed. The Masters is now November 12th through the 15th. The PGA Championship, August 6th through the 9th, which is kind of in PGA Championship-ish territory back in the old days. U.S. Open in mid-September, 17th through the 20th. And, of course, the Olympic Tournament pushed back to 2021. The following events have been moved. Wyndham is now August 13th through the 16th. We have the Northern Trust, August 20th through the 23rd. That's at TPC Boston. BMW Championship got pushed back to the 27th through the 30th. And then the Tour Championship moved to September 4th through the 7th. So as we stand, like I said, we are still on par with the Charles Schwab challenge in late May, but that is appearing extremely unlikely it's going to happen. 
we will get to some of that in uh, a matter of moments in terms of the future of the golf schedule here. But first, I want to say a shout out to True Classic Tees. Guys, have you checked out the website yet? Because you should. TrueClassicTees.com. I have like eight shirts in my closet and I love wearing them wherever. Now, I mean, I can't really go outside, but I can work out with them. I can hang out with them. I can sleep with them. Beautiful t-shirts, really good fabric too. It's not like 100% cotton or anything like that. So definitely check them out. Just go ahead and check them out. You don't have to do anything per se, but you should. TrueClassicTees.com. If you do decide to buy, which you also should, use my promo code BLEAV for 20% off. That's believe, B-L-E-A-V. Okay, Bridget, let's go. The Open Championship has been canceled for four total reasons. One time in 1871, because the Open organizers couldn't figure out a new trophy after Tom Morris Jr. kept the challenge belt. World War I, World War II, COVID-19. We kind of foresaw this because logistically the Open was going to be the toughest to reschedule. Were you surprised? Not at all. So, not at all. After Wimbledon was canceled, not at all. Um, So the Open, they, unlike the Masters and the PGA, which have both been postponed, the Open, um, they have an insurance policy. It's a premium that covers pandemics. So if they canceled by a certain date, they get the full payout. And Wimbledon has the same exact um, premium. So (laughs) of course they were gonna cancel. I mean, (laughs) there were too many uh, factors. The other thing is the travel. You know, it's like, uh, I just, the travel portion of the PGA Tour is really throwing me for a loop with this um, whole COVID-19. It's it's the the weirdest factor that these guys hop on a plane week in and week out, you know? Especially abroad when we're talking about the Open. Right, right. And like some guys play on the European Tour and the PGA Tour, you know, they have dual status. So the the Open being overseas was just such a a glaring factor in this, in my opinion. Got to give it to the reporters out there in the golf world who actually – I think reported a week ahead of time that the Open Championship was going to be canceled. The RNA made a statement, whoa, 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 that's not the case. And then guess what? The Open gets canceled. So, Bridget, yeah, I guess... Guys, they, those guys don't speak unless they know for sure. And right. I know both of them, and they had a lot of sources. They're not ones awesome. to just put something out there. So I once they said that, I was like, all right, this is happening. I know sometimes anonymous sourcing gets a bad rap, but... Sometimes it works out very well. This was one of those cases. So as we stand, Bridget, I guess we have to get used to the reality of a three major championship season. So no potential Grand Slam for Tiger Woods, LOL, if that were to be the case, maybe, who knows. Um, We could be honestly facing a zero major championship season, but as we stand, we're at three Is this weird to you when you think about, I guess, the unknowns, but also the fact that, you know, we're down one of the great tournaments on the PGA Tour schedule? Not really. I think that the the season, um, if it does get underway, is going to be so short anyway that I honestly, I I don't think it's going to – 
be that weird. I think it's already weird enough, you know? So I think if we could get one major in, like that would be amazing. Right. So to have three on the docket, um, I think is, is awesome. And it's something to look forward to. And the open is my favorite major. I love coffee and golf. So early morning golf is the best. But I think when it comes back in 2021, it'll be just that much sweeter. All right. All right. Let's go chronology-wise here. The PGA Championship is next. Now in early August, like I mentioned, kind of old PGA Championship territory. I think this is a what's, – what's that? Comfort zone. Exactly. You know what? This is a comfortable spot on the schedule, too. You look at what's around the PGA Championship as we stand July 30th through the 2nd. There's a gap there that could get filled by something else. And then after the PGA, it's the Wyndham, and then you have the FedEx Cup playoffs. So, again, this is all hypothetical, blah, blah, blah. But let's say it's set in stone and it's going to happen. I like where the PGA Championship sits right now because there's not a lot of noise around it. Yeah, it's nice. And it worked out nice for the PGA of America. So if that all plays out, they definitely, definitely lucked out in all of this. And like you said, yeah, a tournament could be thrown in the mix, but that is probably only better for the players, you know, right. to get in something. So it touching, worked out well. Yeah, touching on the U.S. Open too, of course, a tournament that you have your eyes on, Bridget, being in your backyard here, September 17th through the 20th, which is just a shade before the Ryder Cup. What do you make of that? A week after my birthday. Ooh. My birthday September 10th. There you go. So I could go home for my birthday, hit the U.S. Open. Um, I like it. I, I really like it. And I, um, I do think that New York will be in a different place by then, for sure. I think that they're ahead of the rest of us by um, at least two weeks, maybe three. Mm -hmm. So I, I like that. And and it's not in New York City, you know? Um, like, it's not Liberty National. Right. So I do really like that. I, I love September in the New England region. It's, like, the most lovely time of year. You have a nice, cool breeze. Um, I love it. I really do like it. So I hope that that works out. Here is the major question that I have about this schedule and it pertains to the FedEx Cup playoffs and accruing points and also determining when the season ends so Bridget obviously the elephant in the room is the fact that the U.S. Open is after the tour championship which in theory is the conclusion of the season so how exactly does that work in terms of accumulating points is the u.s open the start of the new league year per se will the winners of the u.s open and the masters get points retroactively in the fedex cup standings how do you foresee this all going down yeah i think it'll roll over so i think it's it's kind of weird right um i i honestly i i don't know how their point system is gonna go by now but i think that it will spill into the next you know what I mean because okay. I think there's just no like what are you gonna do like have a simulated who would possibly win like no you, I mean that's like weird you can't do that so I just um it, the FedEx Cup is definitely intriguing to me now right yeah I how does it I would, go you know yeah I yeah the the fields <laughs> I, I don't know so that'll that's something that I think if they have the opportunity to have to pine over, the PJ Tour will be very happy to do so. 
So it's U.S. Open, then it's Ryder Cup, and then weeks later you have the Masters tournament in November. Wow. So weird. <laughs> it's so bizarre. So we have like, I guess, fall golf in October for the 2021 campaign. I don't know. Anyway, the Masters is in November. That's the new reality right now. And obviously on the surface, I like it because it gives you a different aesthetic value to Augusta National. What will it look like in the fall? I've seen some images. I'm sure you have too, Bridget. It looks beautiful. You know, will the course be harder, crustier because of the crisp fall air in Georgia? I don't know. It's something to ponder. Will it favor the longer hitter, the shorter hitter, et cetera, et cetera? So we know for sure it's in November for now. What do you make of that, Bridget? Obviously, there's a big gap there between the Ryder Cup and the Masters. Yeah, it's also speculative, right? But players have played at Augusta in October and November, and I did read some of their insights, and um, I do think they get more rain. So I actually think um, it's going to play longer. Interesting. Yeah, they get – well, then April, sorry. <laughs> they get more rain than when? Than April. So, yeah. um, which is weird because April showers bring May flowers, but I guess not in Georgia. So I think it's a cool um, – it's a really cool idea and concept to think that Augusta, they play every year, right? It's, it's that tournament that you go back to that same, the major, you go back to that same course every year, the rest of them rotate. And so I think that going back to the same course every year, the same time of year, every year, it favors a certain player, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and it shows people have multiple green jackets. Now, maybe someone who never would have had the opportunity to win the Masters is going to get that chance. I don't know. Like, maybe not. Maybe it'll play very similar. But I did re a, read a quote from Phil, which was very interesting to me. Made a lot of sense. Pebble Beach for the Pro-Am plays way different than it does at the U.S. Open. Now, right. granted that it's set up differently and everything, but it's the time of year. Uh, there's a lot of variations in the course due to things that – you know, are in accordance with the calendar. So I think it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm super excited. I hope that it happens. I would love to just see, you know, a lot of sweater weather at, at the Masters. I think that sort of vibe, like that autumnal feel goes really well with Augusta National. Like it almost aligns perfectly. Like it, co it coincides brilliantly, in my opinion. I think that Summer and winter don't align with Augusta, but like springtime and the fall, it's perfect. So just for kicks, I went on weather.com to see this week, which would be the Masters, of course, what the weather is in Augusta. 87 today. Oh, wow. That's 87 warm. tomorrow, and then it drops to 68 on Friday. <laughs> oh, wow. That's interesting. That's yeah. hot, I feel like, yeah. for this time of year up there. But it has been unseasonably warm down here in Orlando as well. So, um, right. Yeah, that's interesting. I did read an article that said October, November, April is sort of the same, about the same temperature, but maybe not this year. So maybe the players will luck out. So some additional questions about the Masters as well here, Bridget. But first, by the way, folks, the field has been locked in for this tournament. So if we have winners on the PGA Tour, say in August or whatever, those winners will get invited to the 2021 Masters. So, Bridget, I asked you about this last week, how CBS is going to tackle this from a broadcast standpoint, because obviously CBS has 
you know, something called the NFL on the weekends as well, particularly Sundays, of course, and sometimes college football on Saturdays. So how do you tackle that? I'm sure there is some fine print in terms of which league gets priority. And my assumption is the NFL will get priority for the network. And then maybe you have the masters on CBS sports network. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about how this is going to go? Assuming this date holds. I don't have any thoughts about how the network is going to delegate, but I did see Paulie from the Dan Patrick show. He put out a poll the other day about, um, would, would you rather, you know, would, are you going to tune into the Masters or NFL Sunday? He didn't bring up college football Saturday, mm-hmm. but he uh, specifically said Sunday. And I was so shocked. The overwhelming response was the Masters. Really? And, yeah. And the Dan Patrick show, that is like full-blown sports. That is no like, to be honest, I don't know how many golf fans really watch that show. Yeah, it's a national show, right? Yeah, right. I mean, I throw that out there. But it it was overwhelming. He didn't have like a, like, you know, where you could click like Masters or um, football. He basically just like put it out into the ether. So I scrolled through a ton of comments and the majority was the Masters. And it was shocking. People were like, how is that? Some people were like, how is that even a question? And Paul would respond, like, maybe you should scroll. You'd realize that Masters is actually winning. So that was really interesting to me. It actually, like, it made me perk up a little bit. I was like, that's nice. (laughs) I saw another idea out there, Bridget, about having college game day at Augusta. Now, ESPN, of course, does the Thursday-Friday coverage. So maybe you have game day on Friday instead of Saturday. I don't know how that's going to work in terms of noise. And, that's you know, like when the Olympics wanted golf to come back but only play at Augusta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean. Like the 90s. <laughs> did you see rabid college kids going nuts in the serenity of Augusta National? I just can't see it being paired up, but it would be interesting to see, I guess. That'd be definitely something. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past 2020 to pull that out. It's such I a- think everything's on the table at this point. Did you see that? I think it's golf that is doing like fake master storylines throughout this week. Like what's going on? Patrick Reed and Tiger at the dinner last night. Did you see that? They're writing like fictional stories about master's week. Yeah, so I saw Sean Zach from golf.com. He did mm-hmm. an actually really cool simulated Masters, like based on data, and they had John Rahm winning. And it was actually, it was thrilling. It was very, I mean, I'm a nerd. But it was very interesting. And they had fictitious scoreboards and, you know, fictitious storylines. It was actually a really good read. He's an excellent writer. So, you know, there's definitely that was going on. But it, I enjoyed it. That's um, that's sort of the only one I've entertained. And then, of course, I saw Tiger Woods, Instagram, Twitter, all over social posts last night showing his, oh my God. his dinner with his family. The dogs. The goat dinner. Favorite. Oh, my God. It was great. But the dogs in the photo I know. were my favorite. I was like, oh, hey, Tiger, he just can't. The guy can't get better for me. Like, I mean, oh, when I don't think he can get better, he does is actually what I mean. I saw the red shirt that he was wearing under the jacket, and oh. I think I have that same shirt. So I was pretty proud of myself. Nike Pro Leon Combat, folks. I was wearing a Masters green with mm-hmm. the emblem shirt. I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is great. 
Speaking of Tiger, of course, we're going to talk about him and what this schedule means. But first, we are presented by betonline.ag. Folks, there is still fun to be had at betonline.ag. And you can get some free money if you guys want to sign up and bet around with the elections and all this good stuff that's happening. It's not just sports related. So use my promo code, MYPOD, and the number 100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag. They're fantastic people. Use my promo code MYPOD100. Okay, Bridget. So again, we're working with the schedule happening, okay? Because, you know, there's some doubt in all of this, but let's pretend it's going to happen. What does this mean for Tiger Woods? I know we've talked about how, you know, he's going to be rested. He will be ready to rock. His back should be fine. He's probably only going to play in what? Five tournaments total? I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, if that's um if everything gets back and on track, yes. I say half a dozen. Yeah. I mean, obviously the three majors and then I guess the three FedEx Cup playoff events if he makes it. I don't even know. I'm sure he'll make it actually because he won earlier this year, but um And yeah. as of right now, I think that the soonest date we could look at is the memorial at jack's place and i think that tiger would for sure play that if that was the first event back right so again as we stand may 21st through the 24th is that return when do you all right so let's say that there is going to be golf at some point this year the restart is not going to be may 21st so you think bridget it could be june 4th and maybe the return of tiger um, I is that whenever the memorial was scheduled, I feel like it was later than June fourth, but I believe that that's what the tour sort of um, put out there. Like that's the what they're looking at now. Even mm-hmm. though things haven't been postponed and canceled, I think that that's their like perspective hope. Um, and that would be amazing. Like imagine if golf came back at at, at Jack's place. Like that would be so cool. That would be Literally. like so serendipitous. <laughs> I mean, I that would be awesome. So if that's, if, if things start, if the, the curve starts flattening out, I mean, I know there's all different curves all over the country, but if, a, if the collective curve starts flattening out and that's a, a viable option and they figure out all, like this is now me coming from a place that I'm actually not in. I'm just putting this out there. I think that Tiger would for sure be in the mix in that, in that first tournament and he would come out for it. Absolutely. I think we're leaning towards a midsummer to late summer resumption of the PGA Tour if we do return. And you think, Bridget, that that could be peak Justin Thomas territory, who, by the way, is usually very automatic, but particularly in the summer months. And you're thinking, okay, this is good for his chances to maybe clip off a couple of majors. I, so. I mean, I caught into the guy. I really do enjoy him. I like him. Um, And nine out of his 13 wins, I believe that that was the stat, came between, you know, September on. And now I don't know if that's because he's, like, rolling, you know, like he's had a lot going through the year and, like, things start clicking on the back end of the year. Like, I don't know his process. I'm not in his brain. But I think that it's an interesting territory how, like, the PGA is now back in its little sweet spot. And, like, he won the PGA around that time of year, you know? So 
Um, I, I don't know if I see him like <laughs> ticking off majors and like the Justin Thomas sweep of 2020. I mean, that would be awesome. I just think that he's a guy who sort of clicks at the end of the year. Now, I don't know if that's because, you know, he's been working up towards that point. I really don't know his process, but I feel like if he could get in a mindset of like the back half of the year is when I sort of shine. Um, I think that it, it's really interesting to me. And the interesting, the other interesting thing is for the players that were sort of at their peak coming back, I think it's going to be possibly difficult for them. Because, Probably frustrating, honestly. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Like people who were sort of trending or, you know, you want to use all that lingo towards like getting to right where they want to be. I feel like those are the guys that like every day they wake up and they're like, how am I going to hold on to it? Like, how am I going to hold on to it now? Probably that's not like at the forefront of their mind, but I think that they're all actively like trying to stay in the groove if they were in the groove or they're all actively trying to get in the groove in preparation for when and if golf does come back. Think about being Hideki Matsuyama with that big lead at <laughs> the first round at the Players' Championship, you know? I, like, that is – that's, like, a literal nightmare. Yeah. Like, like, for a player. It's, like, you wake up, and there's no way that the tournament's going to be canceled because it's never been before, and then it is. <laughs> You're like, what? what? <laughs> Not now. <laughs> crazy. Absolutely crazy. We'll see what happens, folks, but, of course – we will continue to keep you updated on the latest with the PGA Tour. Bridget, I do want to take some time here to reflect on what transpired a year ago. And just about this time, I had launched the podcast. And I guess the timing could not be any better when you have the biggest figure in golf winning the biggest tournament in golf in the Masters. And I went into that week you know, maybe Tiger was going to finish top 15, top 30. He's in the mix because he knows the course like the back of his hand. He wasn't riding crazy good momentum into the tournament per se. And he goes ahead and hoists the green jacket. I remember just sitting in my chair and taking it all in, like just not even thinking about anything else in the world other than what was on that TV screen at that point in time. And I guess other people are probably doing the same thing right now, thinking about that win last year, just because there's nothing really else to do in terms of reflecting on golf, because this is master's week. So Bridget, I mean, just kind of thinking back, I mean, how impactful was that win for Tiger for you? Cause of course you're close to him. Oh yeah. I'm so close to him. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, no, I do. I, I, you know, I was just razzing on you. That, that was a pretty awesome moment. I think, Personally, for me, it was, um, like, it's, it's been a year and it still doesn't feel real. Like, yeah. it, it was the ultimate storyline. Like, you, you, producers, writers, directors, they, you can't pull off a movie like that. You just can't. It's, it was, honestly, probably one of the most memorable tournaments um, in my life that I've watched. I think that I didn't see it coming at all, which made it better, I want to say. Like, as you said, it wasn't like he was trending, like, super hot coming in. And I remember at his presser that Tuesday when they all do, like, the, you know, the big sit-downs, yep. um, he was super positive about how, you know, A, B, and C was in place. And 
he just has to get the opportunity like he did at the tour championship in 2018 where all things align and and it happens and he almost made it seem like it's not him right now everything for him is there it's the luck factor that he's missing out on and that he was so close in the in so many in well in two in 2018 I mean well more than I mean he was right there in like nearly all of them but had like the real shot, especially at the PGA. Um, But I think that for him to sort of acknowledge that like, I'm there, like there's nothing more that I can be doing. It's everything just has to fall into place. I was like, wow, that's a really weird mindset to be in. But he would know, you know, everyone says that winning a a big portion of winning is luck. And and that's just the brass tacks of it. And the winners acknowledge it. So I believe it to be true. So after I heard him say that, basically the only factor that was sort of out of the loop was the luck. I was like, all right. So he is very confident. So that presser definitely gave me like a weird sense of hope that paid off in the end. I cried when he won. I like, I really was emotional. I didn't cry when the putt sank because I was more like, just so hyped I cried when he hugged his kid when he hugged his son totally Totally. yeah that was like if you didn't get a most I mean I'm not saying everyone was like bawling like I was but if you didn't get emotional in that moment then I I don't know there's like no hope for you as a human like you're soulless because if you even know one inkling of the trials and tribulations that he has gone through in the past decade and if you have an ounce of a soul, that moment was just so beautiful and sentimental. And I think that th- that feeling, like I had goosebumps all over my body, that feeling I, I could hearken back to today. And, and it, it was such a lovely gift that he gave to the golf world, really. Flash flood warning at Bridget's house a year ago, <laughs> initiated and I was by- alone. I was like, I am not watching this final round with anyone. I'm going to be alone. No one's talking. No one's saying anything. I took my phone off the hook. I was texting because I have a house phone, everyone, a landline. Um, I took, so I took my landline off the hook. Um, I was texting one friend and she and I both like very intermittently texted. We weren't like going back and forth. Like we respected each other's privacy during that time. Mm. But when he won, we were just both like so emotional about it. I was just thinking about the juxtaposition of that mug shot that we saw a few years ago after Tiger was all, you know, not good. And that image of him winning the Masters and just how far he has come. And yes, it's a golf victory. And yes, it's a big sporting moment. But also, I think it was a message to everybody in the world that you can come back from where you were, you know, at the rock bottom, if you want to put it that way, and then climb your way back and triumph and I think that's a message that at least I took away is that you know you can have your down moments but look what Tiger just did when everybody said he should retire and give up and do something else and go away and just hide and he said no and I think that is one of the big takeaways for me you know with that victory last year and of course he went on to win again so you know uh it's 
a global message, I think. And I think also maybe it's pertinent to right now, Bridget, and what we're all going through. I mean, for a lot of people right now, this is kind of like their rock bottom. But, you know, just know that it ain't going to be that way forever, especially if you continue to persevere and fight through the adversity because sometimes adversity can make you stronger, you know? And so I think that's definitely a message that we can all take away right now, right? Yeah, for sure. You could always come back. I mean, I think the mental fortitude of Tiger is unmatched, um, but he also was in a way lower place globally. Like he is a massive sports public figure. Like imagine the adversity he was under. So I, I really do think, I agree with you. I think that he set an awesome example. I mean, he's Superman to me. Yeah. Yeah, he's a lot of people's hero, that's for sure. So, all right, folks. Well, this has been episode 35 of the Tiger Woods podcast. Bridget and I will be back with you next week. I'm sure we will have more news to report because a lot of things are changing in the world right now and, of course, in the realm of golf. So, for Bridget, I am Cam Rogers. We will see you in a week. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.